We're from Intimate Encounters. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today. And it's going to be a lovely podcast that we have for you. Mm-hmm. We have a uh, wonderful guest with us, Olivia. She used to work for Durex. Mm. And we did talk about our experiences at Durex. But the main thing, main story. Main, main river, main ravine, focus. Yes. focus. Focus. That, that's path. the word, path. Way. <laughs> <laughs> that we were talking about was sex in general. Mm. And how I think Olivia is one of the people that I look up to. I don't think I've ever met someone so comfortable talking about such a range of sexual topics and with her children. Yeah. And she, she had no fear at all. She never, she didn't really do any awkward laughs, nothing. No, she was just like straight banging it. Yeah. She just had this like radiant glow, joy. It's something that I would aspire to be if I was planning to be a parent, mm-hmm. just because I think that we're not talking about sex with kids. And no. We weren't talked about sex much at all yeah actually so yeah in austria where she grew up we we spoke about what it's like there and apparently the condoms aren't aren't, a thing aren't really used that much which is so so odd it's so strange like do stds just not grow in austria weird to be honest we didn't even dive into that as much as we could have done but yeah but yeah really interesting topic there so yeah so yeah, we hope you, we really enjoyed this one, and we we hope you do as well. I I don't work for Durex now for around three years or something, so I'm pretty sure they they have changed a lot. But it was really fun working there. I, I loved it. <laughs> what what like what what were the best bits about it? So I mean, it it came in waves, to be quite honest. When I started working for Durex, it was more out of a necessity rather than like fake passion. I I worked in one of the biggest digital agencies in Austria and one of their clients was Durex. And the lady who uh, worked on Durex before, she left pretty suddenly and they were like, so who's going to take it over? And I was like, I can do it. I don't, I don't care. It's fine. And starting working for Durex was pretty weird because for me, it was always condoms. And I, I don't know how it is in, in Bulgaria, but in Austria, when you grow up and uh, you get into this age where you're now thinking about sex and having a partner and stuff like that, you were never thinking about condoms. You were like, yeah, I, I take the anti-baby pill. Do, no, how, how do you say that? Uh, birth, birth control pill. Birth control pill. Thank you. So I don't, I don't need to care about condoms. So it's what? all fine. Yes, yes. And this is Austria. I'm, I'm that's, talking about Austria. Yes. That's definitely not the case in the UK or Canada. Nah. Um. So when working with Durex in UK, and they had so many Indian colleagues there, and having a team of UK people and Indian people, it was like a smash of cultures. Like the ones could talk very openly about sex and condoms and stuff like that but the others were like yeah we know it's necessary but that's it i'm just super curious so in austria yes you and your peers they never believed in using condoms they think birth control is the only way condoms are kind of like work you know it's not easy it's not a pill you need to take you really need to have condoms at home you need to know how to use them you need to stop in between and get the condom out so for me growing up here in austria wait 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 wait, wait, i know (laughs) i know is this for 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 teenagers so like the first time teenagers are having sex yes 
They're doing it without condoms. Yes. Did you, okay, did yes. you have sex know, education classes though? No. Oh. And you know what? So this is like coming from a non-educated state of mind, getting into the whole Durex environment, you get to learn a lot. And mm -hmm. honestly, after leaving um, the company and not working for Durex anymore and having kids, you get to the point where you're like, fuck, why is there no sex education here in Austria? My, my child goes fourth grade now. And this year would have been um, the year where they could have had some kind of sex education lesson. It was, would have been one day where they get the children and teach them, okay, when someone touches you there and there, this is not normal. This is not usual. You can say like, do you want that or do you don't want it? Giving them control over their body. And we had a discussion in, in the parents group where most of the parents, like 95% said, I don't feel like my child needs to do that. That's horrible. It's they horrible. They should definitely be doing this. Yeah. Honestly, I was like, are you crazy? Of course we need to do that. Do you know how many yeah. children suffer from sexual assault and don't know how to get over this emotion and tell, okay, something happened to me. I'm, that's not okay what happened to me. Oh, I was so angry. I was so angry. We're living in a really nice neighborhood where people are educated. 95% of the parents were like, no, our children don't need that. Well, what I think is interesting about that is it's not just consent now or in the future, but it's also their emotional consent. If you're not able to say yes or no to a physical touch, how are you supposed to say yes or no to an emotional touch? And therefore, how are you ever supposed to grow and have proper relationships? It's yeah. That's true. That That's why I feel like uh, so many relationships on a sexual basis doesn't doesn't work because people never learn that they have to communicate what they want what they like what pleasures them what they don't like what which kind of like go away i don't like that yeah um, I, if, I always if, felt when i was a kid even now my parents attitude oh it happens but let's not talk about it or yeah. now's not the right time to talk about it yeah. I've never had a proper sit-down chat about it, really, with my parents. I don't think sure. my sisters have. In school, it was it was done a little bit, but it's still really just kind of scratching the surface. Yeah. Just going through the motions of how to communicate, like you said. Exactly. And even when we and started this podcast, we were both trying to tell our parents about it. Mm -hmm. And they're like, don't tell me anything. We don't want to know. That's disgusting. Yeah, I second episode or something, we wanted to get someone on, so I phoned my mom. And said, could you be on the show? And she was like, what is it about? And I said, it's about sex. And she was like, no, like, no, 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 no way. Honestly, that's what we grew up with. You know what I mean? And that's why I honestly talk with my children about sex. I mean, we're living in a patchwork family. The youngest is 10. The middle one um, is 14. And the big one is 17. She's a girl. And I have so many discussions with her because for me, it's so important that she understands it's her decision and she needs to consent and say, yeah, I really want to do that. That's not like a, a peer group pressure thing. Do you want to do it? Is it the right guy? Do you feel comfortable? You can tell if you don't feel comfortable, then say, 
piss off. She's like really good in her resting bitch face and stuff like that. And there are some topics where I, I can see where she's not that confident as she is usually. And sex is one of them because everything we learn in our society is like, you don't talk about sex. Sex is something that happens, but you don't need to talk about it. And well, this is really, really hard for me to understand because after working at Durex, I, I learned how important it is to talk about sex and to understand what you really want and what you don't want and not taking the status quo as it is, not having that much uh, sex. It's, it's okay. It's not good anyway. So whatever. I found this interesting, this point, and I love that you're talking to your daughter about this. My first sexual experiences were quite positive because I like, I sought out information. Love it. And I did that on my own. My parents didn't want it. And we had an okay sex curriculum, not great, but we had mm -hmm. something and I always wanted to learn. So I would ask people and I would ask my peers and I would just try and find out as much information as possible. Yeah. And my, my, my first sexual experience, amazing. But then we talked with some other people and they both replied, yeah. it was meh, I just wanted to get it over with. Yes. They're both from Europe. So I'm thinking maybe it's because they're not getting taught this and they're not getting this information. Yes. So it is just ticking off a box, which was basically a quote. Yeah. yeah, yeah I just I wanted to tick off a box. Yes. So that they could get it out of the way so that they could have better sex in the future, which it shouldn't be that. It no. should always be pleasurable. Yes. Yes. And also if it not then take action that's also something I, I really learned because as you say I totally adore that you you loved it from the beginning but for me it was really hard because I felt very uncomfortable growing up my first time was when I was 15 and was the the guy that I married afterwards which I divorced later so just okay. like okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, and it was really really weird to to be like okay so that's it hmm i i would have imagined it differently or don't know expected something else and only later on when when i started being like that can't be it that can't be the the, the next 80 years of my life i'm not <laughs> <laughs> taking that <laughs> fair <laughs> what is out there? Can, can I do something? Can I explore something? And then you start um, getting to know your body better and you, you start exploring your body and you start learning. Yeah, that's something that I like. Oh, that's not something I don't like. And at some point I, I said, okay, I now know my body. I know what I like. I, d I know what I don't like. And I know how to tell my partner what I like. This was a long progress, at least 10 years. I had a completely different sex life than I, than I had as a teenager, which is oh. fine because it got better. <laughs> no, for sure. And I'm not saying that mine was perfect, but what <laughs> I'm saying is that I was, I was comfortable talking to my partner at the time and I, I didn't know everything that was going on. I didn't know everything about my own That's anatomy. Great. I didn't know everything about his and sex is better now than it was 10 years ago and the 10 years before that. And it's going to be better. It's in getting better. Now. Yes. <laughs> so, like, I totally get that. Experience comes with a whole lack of happiness. <laughs> but I think I started from a pretty healthy place. Yeah. yeah. That's good. My, my friends, so when, when we talked in between girls, it, it was always, yeah, 
it's how it is you, you know you have to do it in order to keep your boyfriend and stuff like that and yeah if you want to end it uh, sooner you can fake it and it's kind of like making wow. the boys be like yeah it's really awesome but later on i thought why should i make the boys feel better yeah if they don't pleasure me yeah <laughs> why yeah. should i be doing that i think I, what, what do you what do you think? Well, as a, as a as a teenage guy, I think there's just so much. Uh, you, you you don't learn. I feel like I've le I've learned more about sex in the past two months than I have in my whole life. And I still feel like I can't really communicate that well, and it's still a struggle. Let alone people who've never tried to talk about it with their friends that much, and mm. just kind of going with the mainstream. And it is def definitely, as a, as a teenage boy, I, I assume it's similar for a teenage girl. It is this big thing. I think probably because we don't talk about it that much, yeah, that yeah. it becomes this humongous thing. It's like, oh my God, like, he had sex. Like, whoa, he's like the coolest guy in school now. Like, what was it like? Like, what yes. was it like? Like, tell us. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not sure what... Yeah, we just need to, I'm not sure what the solution is, but yeah. To be quite honest, one of the cornerstones when, when I started really thinking about sex differently was when I got to learn one of my first gay friends. And that was the point when I was like, okay, sex is not always man and girl. I mean, I, I knew that there are gay people out there before, but I never knew someone. All of a sudden, I knew another guy who I know would never kind of flirt or something. I felt really good and he told me a lot of things and getting a perspective a, a sexual perspective from another gender without having um the fear of being vulnerable because i don't know what he might think of me if i tell him that or something i could never do that to my partner at this age but like talking to him was super easy and we we talked a lot about sex and he teached me and also got me a lot of insights on how it is for a boy and what pleasures a boy and stuff like that so i feel that this was one of the the first cornerstones where I, okay that was my my first sexual encounterment where i say like okay i really started learning i really started getting interested in what i'm doing there actually <laughs> all the no time. that's super interesting i'm wondering how much influence that also had on me so i went to art school at the age of 13 yeah and so a lot of my friends were like gay or lesbian or yeah. transgendered and so it, it wasn't this heteronormative culture that i was growing up in i was growing up in this totally random smorgasbord of all kinds of sexual pleasures and, and happiness and so I got to learn what girls did with girls what guys did with guys and, mm -hmm. and all of these different kinds of relationships I met asexuals I, I met a lot of people don't yes. even know about to this day and these were my friends when I yep. was in my formative years so I'm, <laughs> I'm guessing that this had a lot of influence i've never heard sam explain it like that before but that does explain quite a considerable amount of what i know about me on the other hand i went to an all boys school uh, so there were no girls there and <laughs> definitely obviously there's a locker room played rugby played football we had an adjoining girls school but then it was very uh, like, oh, he's dating that girl. Oh, she's so hot. And it's just kind of teenage boys being together. We would never interact with girls. We didn't know. We just heard about it from other guys, how it would work and things. I'm not really sure how I got to this stage. 
I think I just realized I want, I, I felt like the status quo wasn't good enough and wanted to learn more. But I reckon most of the guys there probably, probably haven't. Haven't, yeah. And that's something that I would love to create for my children, to be honest. Like, being sure that, that they have friends, also from another gender, where they can talk about sexual topics and be like, okay, it's a safe environment. I don't need to think what he might think about me or what she might think about me. It should be all safe and a learning phase. Because honestly, that's what it is in this age. And I, I hate it to see how other people react when, when teenagers sit together and talk about sex, because that's how it should be. They should learn. They should get interested. It, it's a topic that they would will enjoy hopefully the rest of their lives so why why so negative about them talking about it so yeah that's I, that's <laughs> i'd love to ask actually whilst we're on this topic is with your daughter olivia how yes. do you how do you do you just randomly one day sit her down or do you just schedule these talks in your mind with her how how do they happen i mean we we have these topics with the children every now and then when we talk about okay you know that we know that you all grow up and you're all getting boyfriends girlfriends whatever it's it's all fine for us for us it's just important that you feel comfortable in your own skin and that you know what your decisions are and that you feel safe in your decisions and by being safe you can also you also need to take uh, into account your health, your personal health. And that's why it's so important to use condoms because of course it might be the, the nicest guy of the world, but you don't know who he had sex with before. You don't know if he is a person who gets showers or certain <laughs> things, you know? It's, it's like, <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's difficult. So it's like, I, I would, feel very comfortable uh, comfortable to know that they have all these tools in mind and know like they can request to have uh protection they they have the the, the um, uh, confidence to be like i'm not doing that with you if we don't take care of the protection so that's what what we do with the children in general and of course for the for the bigger ones the, the girl it's it's different of course she's like already into the topic and we've been already to gynecologists gynecologists thank you oh gosh in, in english it sounds yeah <laughs> really weird um we we talked about different possibilities of protection she knows that if she has a question she can always ask me and i'm very blunt about sex and i feel like that's something that they also enjoy because I don't feel uncomfortable uh, talking about it. If they ask me like, okay, but I heard that girls need to uh, suck a boy's dick that way. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Don't do it that way. They, they won't enjoy it like that. <laughs> no way. That is amazing. Wow. But then again, she's not my daughter. Maybe that's, that's like the, the difference. You know, I, I haven't given birth to her, even though she's like my, my own blood. But maybe it's that we are more like very close friends rather than mother and daughter. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, so what's the, I think you said at the start, but I didn't fully understand. So what's the relationship 
So uh, we have a patchwork family. The the bigger ah. daughter and the the middle son is from my partner, and uh -huh. uh, the the youngest one is my son. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. Yes. And my family is this is very similar. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I know what you mean. I just didn't get that word patchwork. Yeah, no, I've never heard that one, but I like it. It's, I like it. It's a nice. It's, it's nice. a nice phrase. But honestly, I would also be very blunt uh, with my own child about it. I, I can't stand people being very and don't talk too much about it. I mean, okay, maybe that's also another thing that happened while I worked at Durex. You get used to talk about sexual topics and sex in general with people you might have just met, which is super, super weird. Like... When we had client meetings and uh, we had to talk about a concept for a new video series and some new people that I haven't seen before joined the, the meeting and we were talking about, yeah, how we can use this tool in order to explain how to get quicker an orgasm and it's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> so in preparation, talking with your boss, I mean, my, my boss was very involved in the whole um, creation and um, ideation phase and we always talk concepts through and ideas before we pitch them and talking to him about things that pleasure me was hard at the beginning but at some point we we stopped thinking about it and when other people joined our meetings where we were very blunt about how we talked in general about sex they were like you don't just talk like that to our boss, right? <laughs> I was like, sure, <laughs> that's how, how our meetings are. Your meetings are super cool. And I'm like, you don't talk like that? No, never. People are so picky about that. It makes sense. And we should yes. just be talking about it because if you yeah. just skirt True. around a topic, you're never really going to True. understand it. And if you just say what's happening or not happening, then you can figure out True. what's right and what's wrong. True. And, and of course, we had a lot of phone calls and my son listened to me when, when I was on the phone. He, he seems to me as a, a bit of a role model. And he picked things up and then he communicated those things in his kindergarten, with, which kind of brought one of the, my, my worst things that I've ever experienced, but I, I kind of realized it only later. So every time I brought him into kindergarten, there are some, you always meet other parents and they also just bring the children and help them get their shoes. So uh, one day this one mother, she waited for me and I knew that she was waiting for me. So once I got Alex into his group, she was like, so you know that your son just told my daughter that condoms are really important. Why does your son even know what condoms are? I was like, but there are. <laughs> like, as, as mentioned, in the morning, I'm not really there. So when, when she asked me that, I was like, fuck, what, <laughs> what do you have for me? I, I, don't, I don't understand. And so she was like, I don't know what you do as a profession, but for normal people, this is not something that they teach their children. And I was like, do you think I'm a hooker? <laughs> she was like, it gives the impression. I was like, 
Whoa. <laughs> Stop. No, 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 no. <laughs> this kind of reaction to what she thinks that I do and being like, you might even be a hooker was really shocking for me because like not only hookers talk about condoms. And so I was explaining to her, no, I, I'm working for a marketing agency. I, I work for Durex. Durex is a, a condom brand, as you might know. And she was like, mm-hmm, yeah, please stop talking to your child about sex. Oh, I'm not, and, <laughs> but also, who cares if you're a hooker? I mean, come on. It, isn't it also legal in Austria? It is. If you well. if you kind of make it legal, then it's not illegal. <laughs> There are ways to make it legal. No, but anyway, it just having in mind that people, when you talk about sex or condoms, always have in mind that you need to work in a sexual profession, kind of gives a, a good image of how society see, sees sex. Mm. It's it's not something that we can enjoy. It's something that people do for money or people need to do or something dirty and i i don't feel right with this kind of image that is brought to us as a society and that's why why i try to give all this kind of freedom of thinking about sex and exploring sex to my children as well i think you're doing amazingly well <laughs> the way you are Being honest, I feel like I'm kind of aspiring to be like, just the way you're so open about it. I was speaking with my family before we started doing this, and it even kind of came up on that call. And it still feels weird, but I love seeing how you are doing it with your kids and how successful it seems it's being and how you're glowing and radiant and you look amazing and you seem so happy and so comfortable and so real and genuine as well i think i i definitely feel a bit inspired by you i'll be honest but honestly it took me years to be talking that openly about it because it really needed time and the environment and also the knowledge learning about sex and why people are so shy talking about sex is really something that I learned during the time at Durex and it's something that I totally support also from an outside perspective when it comes to sharing um, content from them. So I, I think still is a topic and it's not that relevant to a lot of people, which is sad. I see. I don't know if that's necessarily the case. I think people want to talk it about it, but they don't really know how to, and they're just scared, and they, they just don't know how, which is part of the reason why we want to have these conversations yes. to show that normal people talk about it. We all do it. We have yes. so much in common, but we're all yes. behind closed doors, and we need to get it out there. We need to talk face-to-face -face and be True. open and learn from each other. True. And, and it will be uncomfortable. I think the first few times are a bit, like, I feel a bit uncomfortable now. Mm -hmm. um, that's okay. And that's okay. And it's by yeah. kind of moving, moving through it, you get to Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Do you have any final thoughts or things that you would want to share with people that want to learn more about sex or how to feel more confident talking about sex? Because you've said you've learned a lot over the years. Are there some tips or tricks that you would recommend? That's a good one. Honestly, I don't really have the ultimate answer to that.
but not taking things seriously makes it a lot easier talking about it. <laughs> like once, once you're at the, a girls' party and you started talking about sex, you see all the other women in this group also to talk about sex and give their opinion and be open about it. But you need that one person who started the conversation. And I wish that there are more people in on parties and in events where talking start talking about sex and being like, tell me everything you know about it. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on a mission like this for quite a while and I'm always in that girl that talks about sex at the party because I think it's super fun and interesting. And everyone just starts talking Best about things. it and it seems to work. So <laughs> true. True. And everyone feels better afterwards. You know, yeah. yes. uh, this, uh, I don't want to bring, I can't, well, it's in my head now. Um, but like, so we were actually talking about sex yesterday in a group. And I noticed, even though we, this is what we do now, we have, this is what the show is about. I even felt like, is this appropriate? Should we talk about it? It's this cultural inappropriateness that is, yes. is bad. Like we need to kind of get through that. Even, I, well, I wasn't like, hey, Sam, shut up. Like we should be talking about this. But a little bit in my head was like, oh, I don't know if we should. Um, yeah, it's moving forward, but, but we should, but we should, we should, we should. And Why not? Loves, yeah, we should. <laughs> cool. Wow, this has been great. <laughs> I feel, oh, I feel like a little boy or something. I don't know. It's just kind of a bit flustered. <laughs> well, oh. thank you so much for joining us on Very the show. Welcome. Yes. I loved hearing your story. Amazing. <laughs> I, I can't wait for my child, if I have one, to go up to someone and say that he was talking it's about It's amazing. Adam. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, just thank you so much for your time. It was really great having this conversation with you. So there you have it. That was our amazing chat with Olivia. And did you, did you have a good time? I did. I did have a really good time. I loved that chat. I, yeah. I, I feel like a bit in awe of her, I'll be honest. There were some tears. There were some tears. When we actually stopped recording and I looked at Sam and I was tearing up, that was amazing. Yeah, no, it's it, um, very inspirational. Yeah, it hit me. If it hit you, I hope you enjoyed how it hit you. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> On that note, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, if you are still watching, please do give us a like, subscribe, or let us know what you think of it. Mm -hmm.